Although this is a comedy podcast, this episode deals with depression, suicidal ideation, substance abuse, neglect, abuse, and racism. Listener and viewer discretion is advised. Here in my mo- in my head was my mom because she's my critic inside my uh, my noggin. Why are you talking white? Why are you talking black? Why are you talking white? Why? <laughs> what talking- do I do? <laughs> My mother, my sister, my mother, my sister. Supposed to go. I hate myself. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, and that's like, yeah, that like that's been like my struggle. That like I've never, I've never felt like I fit in anywhere. And I've Mm -hmm. in like in in a weird way, I I I feel more comfortable in like a white world because that's what I'm used to. But I know I don't fit there either. This episode is in two parts. This is part two. Blah, blah, blah. Like going fra- on about. It's fragile male ego. This guy's at work. He's doing this. He's at, he's on the job and he's harassing me like this, telling me like my attitude. I don't have to talk to you. Yeah, he probably had fantasies in his head about like you being his wife. <laughs> and but then, the, oh. But the thing is, I was so taken aback and like he scared yeah. me a little bit. Like he. Would it kill you to, would it kill you to smile? You look pretty when you smile. And, you know, I said hello to you and you just walked by me like you're better than me sort of thing. Oh, wow. And I was like, you need to get away from me. Get the fuck out of my face sort of thing. Oh, I went straight to the, the, the pharmacist, I I, the pharmacist who owns a thing. And I was like, you have to fire that guy. I said, he's creepy. And I said, he just like told me off because I didn't smile at him. And the pharmacist was like, what? I'm like, I don't know how many other women he's done this to, but I said, he's done it to me one too many times. Yeah. You know, and it's just, I don't know why, why I told you that, but no, no, no. <laughs> I, lost, I lost track, you know, but yeah, it's just that whole, like how, like these expectations of how we're supposed to act. Yeah. And if we don't respond accordingly, people get mad or you're not real or you're being yes. fake or how something. Had, yeah. Cause you know, how it had yeah. to be all the time. Yeah. And I actually, in my uh, massage therapy uh, classroom, again, that flavor would come into conversation. And I'm just, you know, sometimes when I, I get too excitable, um, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Eccentric. <laughs> Maybe turn it down. All right. All right. But um, sorry. I love you, girl. I love your laugh. I love, I, I, if I could make you laugh 24 7, that would just. Um, but um, uh, uh, I would get a little too excited and then one of the girls were like why are you talking black and it's weird because the girl's not white <laughs> why are you talking moron <laughs> yeah. why are you talking black and why are you talking like, bitch and it, it, just, it hurt my soul yeah because it was black. It's, it's said as an insult Yes, because it's said as an insult. It's a way to insult you, you know. And, and all I could hear in my mo- in my head was my mom because she's my critic inside my uh, my noggin. Why are you talking white? Why are you talking black? Why are you talking white? Why? <laughs> like, talking what do I do? <laughs> my mother, my sister, my mother, my sister. Supposed <laughs> to go. I hate myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and that's like, yeah, that like that's been like my struggle that. Like I've never, I've never felt like I fit in anywhere. And I've mm-hmm. in like, in, in a weird way, I, f- I, f- I feel more comfortable in like a white world. Cause that's what I'm used to, but I know I don't fit there either. You know, no one wants to date me, <laughs> you know, because, because they have this, this stereotypical thing or, or this is a, this is something that I deal with a lot. White men who date black women, like I'm not black enough. Oh yeah. It's want- not just, it's not just my appearance. Like they're attracted to my appearance, but then once they get to know me, they're like, oh, you're not a hot mess. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know how to cook jerk chicken. Yeah, exactly. It's like have- all these things yeah. that they have, they don't, uh, you know, all these like-, like ideas that they think like black women <laughs> should have or should or do be. or should say. I, I don't have those. I, I don't gotta have let those people things. know black you know? is not an act. No, it's, it's like anything black. I do is black. 
Yeah. Everything I do, everything I say, what it, all of that is black. I am being me. I'm being me. I'm being yeah. myself. But I've had that where it's like, oh, you're like a white girl. I feel, I feel like I'm talking to a white girl. I feel like I'm with a white girl. Well, you're not. No, you know, don't I dis white it, yeah. girls either, you know, but you're not. When I go back home on my reserve, I'm a city girl and I, I sound white to them because I've been around Ottawa a little too long. And when I go home and I'm there for a while, my accent comes back and whatever have you. We don't pronounce every syllable. I'm like Green Acres. Like, <laughs> I'm, yeah, for me, it's like you put me on a farmer in the country. I'm like, I don't know what, get me out of here. <laughs> exactly what's that creature it's a cow get it away from me like I'm like a city suburb I grew up in the suburbs like I didn't grow up like in downtown Montreal I grew up in suburbia you know so it's like I'm not urban at all like I like I I hate the fact like I do you know who Thomas Sowell is I know the name Thomas Sowell he had a, a book about like black rednecks and white uh okay oh, god I forgot what it was called but it's how we like how black this notion of how to be black was dominated by uh rap culture and gangs and all that stuff and that's oh yeah how, can you twerk no yeah. I can't I'm 53 and I'll break a hip like no I can't I won't so- predominantly this is black this is how black people are this is how black people act then it became this is what black people is and then you're like oh fuck they adopted it oh no yeah yeah this is yeah the fact that i like i'm a bit of a grammar nerd grammar nerd and i have diction and enunciation it's like oh "Oh." yeah and apparently um saying asked not asked is is now appropriate way they had it's called black uh a black language not black i remember language, like ebonics yeah ebonics. it was a thing called yeah. ebonics like years yeah. ago and i'm like i for me that's like an accent that's your accent that's yeah, like it can be like a dialect but it's almost like a dialect like properly. you grew up in a certain area and you use certain words and you mm-hmm. you speak a certain way because that's how everyone in that neighborhood or that area speaks yeah. that's but they, uh, they're trying to say that it's like that language is now has to be like, I, it's, it's weird because I'm fighting myself right now because knowing how I'm not that great with grammar and spelling and punctuation and stuff because I, uh, I, I spell like I like because sound it out, you know, <laughs> but they're trying to say that the way they spell it now should be proper. Like you should take it as it is. I'm like, oh, well, there, there goes uh, all the dicks. There goes the dictionary. <laughs> oh, so it's like you spell it the way it sounds to you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's supposed to be okay now. I'm like, well, I, that's that's like I'm new math. myself. Cause like, I, I, that's I, weird. Yeah. Cause I rem- that's like, that's like new math. Like I used to tutor like many yeah. years ago and it was like, like when I went to school or when most of us went to school, it was like four plus four is eight. Mm-hmm. That's it. This new math, I don't know what it's like now, but say like 15, 20 years ago, it's like four plus four is around eight. It's like, no, no bitch. It's eight. <laughs> What's this around eight? Yeah. No, eight ish. Like everything was like rounding, being like, it's close enough mm-hmm. sort of thing. Like <laughs> Billy has four apples and Tina has uh, 10 apples. How many apples do they have? 14. <laughs> no, they have, they could have 12. They could have 16. It's, they have about 14 apples. No, <laughs> it's 14. <laughs> like, and uh-huh. I couldn't teach that because I was like, I my brain doesn't work that way. Exactly. Well, like four I, is eight. <laughs> like in school, I went to all public school, and there was three tiers of public school that I can re- recall. And well, actually, there was four, but um, there was uh, the special needs kids um, and the applied kids, and I was like right in between those. I was right between them and then you had the academics and then you had the gifted so I was right here 
I was like near special needs, but my mom would never get me tested because there's nothing wrong with you. So I never got put mm-hmm. actually in special needs where I needed to be. Um, so I was in applied, but I was doing well in applied because the special needs teachers are helping me out so much. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, because you probably just needed extra attention and extra time. To I do. was, I was such a traumatized child for fear of rejection. Like if I got something wrong, boom, tears, uh-huh. end of the world, life is done. And then I just started like, uh, I, I know I, I thought I was daydreaming, but as an adult, I know I'm now I was dissociating. Nobody mm. could Janelle, Janelle, you know, I was in my thoughts. I'm dumb. Yeah. I'm stupid. I'm dumb. I'm never and, oh. and no one could pull me out of it. That makes me so sad. Uh, I thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm uh, yeah. no, 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 I, I um. But the thing is, like, you're a beautiful like, person and yeah. I, when I think about it, like you did, if I got the help that I needed when I was younger, yeah. I, it, it shouldn't have taken me six years to graduate high school. Yeah. It shouldn't have, I shouldn't have had a failed grade fucking one. That is a mark that I have to wear. I was so dumb. I failed grade dumb. one. You just learned differently. I know. I you know. weren't it's, dumb. Yeah. You weren't dumb. You just learned differently. And uh, thank you. You just learn yeah, differently. Definitely and, learn differently. Yeah. And I was in school being like me and my twin sisters were like the only native kids or black kids. It's like we definitely were. Like I had to get an indigenous woman in the school to help me learn how to write properly. Like I had like those like special things because I didn't know how to write mm. and or tie my shoes or and plus at home nobody was teaching us anything because kids go outside, go play so they could smoke weed and drink or do whatever, mm. you know, it's like no one was um, nurturing. What, and So yeah. I believe parents are supposed to groom their children to go into the world properly. <laughs> is that is that out of the realm of possibilities to believe that no. parents are supposed to sit down and teach their kids things and before they go to school or yeah. like, or in school and help with their homework or it was just a barrage of these white people don't know what the fuck they're talking about you learning this white people shit white people this white people that your teachers all are against you women and i was like oh, at the point how you grew up asking. without how you grew up without hating everything is oh, a miracle i learned at a very young age everything she's saying do the fucking opposite now, i remember everything, you telling me that everything once. she's saying do the opposite and you will flourish and she's like the white people are out to get you no i think white people are pretty good i think they're nice people I, especially the white people i try to hang around with. yeah the ones i know yeah, yeah. not those freaks exactly. that storm the capital and vote for trump not those idiots yeah and you know what's weird like she wanted me to hate white people so much, but she brought around white people all the time. White men, white, like she was like yeah. her best friends were all white and some have some interesting tattoos, but like, it's, like, oh like, it's the whole, <laughs> listen, when I say, well, not what I do kind of thing, but like the black people she used to bring around were not really good people. Like they like, <laughs> so I would wake up in the middle of the night to record an anime on a VHS. And uh, my mom would have these uh, black guys out. I only call them black because like, that's all I knew how I never wanted to know their names. I never know what, you know, they were just, you know, doing their fucking stupid shit, drinking and drugs. And so I never, I never wanted to talk to them. So I go in the living room and I put the VHS in and there's a black guy on the couch with his fucking hand and his fucking dick hanging out. And I'm just like, press record and go back in my room. <laughs> and how old were you at this point? Uh, I was. God. Middle 13. Um, yeah. And uh, they would be watching like hentai, like Japanese porn and stuff like that. And I was like, mm. okay, can't be here. <laughs> and just, you know, and um when I I saw that just the way like the guy like you're telling me all white people are bad but the black people you're uh, bringing us around are 
not good, you know, because yeah, if, if you want to polarize, if you want to polarize the races, like I wish, like the one conservative black guy she brought, uh, he was a Haitian man, nicest guy in the world. He had um, ethics, he had values, he had tradition, he had culture. I love this guy. I I, I was like, I, I want to call you daddy one day, you know, it's just like, and she cheated on him and just like mm. disrespected him because, oh, God forbid, he treated her too nice. He had rules and stuff that she didn't, I, no man going to tell me how to raise my kids, you know, like mm, oh maybe someone should have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it was just, wow. sorry, I could go on and on and on. No, <laughs> that's that's the, no, thank you for sharing all of that. It's like my, my experience is completely the opposite and I remember like a few months ago when honor I was driving you home and and you had said something about not wanting to talk about your mom because you knew how close I was to mine sort of thing and I remember telling you talk about her like if you need to talk about it talk about it you know I've gotten like, told so many times that I need to get over it that I talk no. about too much that I get excited when I talk about it like it's a drug and um and it's I feel now a sense of guilt when I go off on uh because and again black culture the lot like you're bringing up the past get over it mm. stop blaming your parents for the way you are now you know it's like you wouldn't be that great person if they didn't read you the way you are and I'm like oh god I I yeah. want to thank her, but I also do not. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, a part of me feels I would have been just uh, uh, just as great with some good rearing. Because look at you. Look at you. Great rearing. You're an amazing woman. You know, I wish I could cut your skin off and wear it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not without my demons, but, yes, you know, I... Oh, not saying like, you're perfect, I'm very, girl. I'm I just want to. <laughs> fortunate. I'm. I'm like I'm. And it wasn't until like I always appreciated my parents and stuff, but it wasn't till like all this like say like George Floyd and all this racial stuff that I never realized how much my parents protected us. Yeah. How much they protect like how many things they protected us from. You know mm -hmm. and. Uh, when was the first like, time you ever got called the N-word, if you don't mind me asking? The first time um, that I remember, I think maybe like kindergarten, grade one. Wow. Yeah, like really young, really young. And I just remember not knowing what the word meant. Because mm -hmm. I remember going home and saying, what's this? And my, I just remember seeing my father's face kind of fall. Because I didn't know what the, I didn't, I knew it was bad because just, it was sort of like spat at me. Mm -hmm. So even though I didn't know what the word was, just the way it was hurled at me and spat at me, I knew it was some kind of insult. And when I went home and asked, I remember asking my father, what, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And his face just sort of something and he said, you know, it's, it's a, uh, it's a bad word. And it's a word that, you know, people used to call us you know, um, and people say it to hurt. Like he said it in a very like age appropriate way. Like, cause I was like five or six and yeah. And uh, the last time I was called, it was by my ex-mother-in-law. Wow. Um, yeah. Was she yeah. also black? No, no, they oh. were Greek. My ex-husband oh, was see. Greek. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she called me that and Ooh. I called her a cunt. I told her she was a cunt. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I was like, you're a cunt. Cunt, 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 cunt. <laughs> I was like, you're a cunt. Like that. And then my ex, and the thing is my ex didn't do anything. Yeah. He, of oh. course he got mad at me for calling his mother a cunt, but yeah. he didn't say anything to his mother for hurling the N-word at me. Exactly. You know, but um <laughs> It's just yeah. like, he was a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then things sort of went downhill from there. 
I was uh it wasn't the same after yeah. I remember at 12 I hated him after that. <laughs> it was a long time coming <laughs> um I remember at 12 uh I was the first time I ever got called the n-word and it wasn't from my mother because my mom always called us little niggers and you're fucking nigger you know she she I hear the word and I just, I have I know, like this. I know. She perpetuated like, I, it so much in the house. Like it was yeah. a badge of honor to be that. <laughs> like, but the no, first time I, I, I was yeah. called that word that wasn't my mom was a homeless guy on a bench and I was just walking by. Yeah, you don't have to do anything. Some yeah. brand. Oh, the last time I was called was when we got Zoom bombed. <laughs> yeah. And then the last yeah. time I got called the N word was. I can't remember. You know why? Well, called to my face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure people say it behind my back. <laughs> you know? I think it was my mom, the last person to call me that because I, when I, after 12, I started looking more indigenous and it didn't know, nobody thinks I'm black anymore. Mm. Like, cause I lost like, well, in the, in you the lost summer. Your blackness? I, no, I, lost, <laughs> like, I lost the land. Where did it go? What did you do with it? <laughs> <laughs> I hid it away. <laughs> You want to be white so much. Yeah, where did you put it? <laughs> How do you do that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what bugs me is when like what we make fun of that uh, valley girl kind of like, like slang. It just when like I'll thing say is, I used to talk like that in the 80s. Ooh, like yeah, I talk girl? like preppy. Yeah. Like, oh my God, gag me with a spoon. As if. <laughs> yeah, no, I talked. As if his 90s, but no, I talked Valley Girl. I did. That was, oh, wow. I talked preppy speak, you know. I find the, the, <laughs> this, this, this one Valley Girl thing that those kind of girls say to me that drives me up the wall is, um, um, I don't, I, I think you're wrong. I think that's just you. Yeah, it's gaslighting. When they say that, it's just like, there's no empathy nor compassion. No, exactly. No, and I think that's changing. I think that's starting to change. But yeah, like when people say that, they're totally dismissing your your experience and totally dismissing your feelings. Like there's a girl I know. We're not friends anymore because she's very toxic like that. Would always make posts on Facebook. None of you guys talk to me. None of you guys call me da, 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 all the time. And none of you guys have no real friends and just, you know, all the time, yeah. all the time. And then when we are hanging out with it, I get told this a lot that I'm the type of woman that can suck the air out of a room <laughs> because boundaries, nah. but she <laughs> did it on purpose. <laughs> you know, she would talk like, I know I'm, I'm able to like, I can bring a yeah. room up or I could suck the energy out if I wanted to. So we yeah. would want to have her over all the time and, you know, because she was our friend and stuff, but it was like getting to the point. She had pentagrams tattooed on her hand. And I, I'm like, I'm like, do you know who Richard Ramirez is? Because I, yeah. I, I knew him way before the documentary. I read. Yeah, yeah. Serial killer fan. Serial killer fan. Not serial killer fan, true documentary fan, I should say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I love serial killers. No, yeah. I don't. And I'm like, you know who <laughs> like that Brian. tattooed on his hand? Yeah. And he was she, evil. She, he was yeah. evil. And she would also say that about herself. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. Oh, she would say she was evil? Well, in in such a way, like these two girls that I, one I used to live with and one was her best friend, they were like Wiccas, like witches kind of thing. And they would oh. always be casting spells on people they, they don't like. And I'm like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> yeah. Like, <laughs> You're like, nope. This is some bad juju. Uh, <laughs> hell no hell no and uh, uh and when she would say oh you guys don't want to hit i'm like well we we're doing the best we can like it's when he said that oh you don't know this you don't know that and how much stuff i've done for you it's almost like your relationship like you voided your contract with him yeah 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 exactly <laughs> like and it's the like, one that no. he made in his head yeah, and you shouldn't throw shit like that back in someone's face. It's like you do things because you want to do them, not so that you can hold it, hold it, lord it over someone or for some sort of 
well, I did this for you. Now you got to do this for me sort of thing. Maybe I have the wrong, maybe I have the wrong. Uh, no, that sounds exactly maybe right. Maybe I'm wrong about no, no, that. But... That sounds exactly right. In the Paris documentary, she actually shows her boyfriend doing that on camera. Like she was getting ready to go on stage. Yes, yes. And then her boyfriend's like, well, can you mention a... to this person? Can you do that? This is why. Right I've before been... she's about to go yeah. on stage. This is yeah. why I've been so nice. This is why I'm like, you know, not bugging you. I just want you to do this one thing for me. And she's like, cut his bracelet off. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Take his bracelet. I was like, yeah. go, girl, go. Yeah. Because she was like, are you seriously starting a fight with me right yeah, now? And he got he all sabotaging, sabotaging yeah. her shit. Yeah, he was closing her laptop he, and doing yeah, all. Until he, she did what he wanted her to do. I'm like, and what? she was like, I'm done. Yeah. Take his bracelet. <laughs> And then there was a scene where they're pushing him into like the little minivan to get yeah. him off the property. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Oh, yeah, we should just do that. We're just like <laughs> when someone's just being uh, a fuck. <laughs> Take his, his armband. <laughs> cut his bracelet off. Cut his bracelet off. <laughs> his but bracelet. It, it, it's just like the swiftness that they did it. They cut the bracelet and pushed him into the little bus to get him off. But yeah, no, he picked a fight with her like five minutes before. It was planned. It was yeah. like. Uh, the, it's almost like they can sense it you know yes if yes. I ever do get into celebrity I know a lot of my friends and my family are going to be like oh well we were there for you we did this for you no, 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 when like they were not there at yeah. all yeah. <laughs> you know and exactly like the only person uh sorry persons um that have any like real love in my heart or it's like my uncle Alan and my twin sister and my little sister Lexis. And that was not a tear of which part they are on the yeah. show, my love. <laughs> but <laughs> um, but if I like those like those three and my my of my father, of course, if I were to do anything, it would be for those. And that and if my family is watching this five years from now, don't go to them and start asking them for me for stuff. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Don't go through them. Yeah, I'll know. Because I'll, I'll know. know. I'll know. <laughs> um, why do you need a defibrillator? Oh no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Oh uh, my God. I said the wrong word, but you know, you you got what I was saying. <laughs> but that's another thing. Like I was told by my uh, my mom, she said don't get famous. Don't you get famous. And I did the same thing that I always do, do the opposite of yeah, what I'm she tells be. me. And, and if I am famous, and if I do have a big up, and then I have a big fall, because I, you know, I know myself, I'm just happy I fucking did it. Yeah. Like when you feel so worthless, when you're so young, like you want to die, just so your mom can be happy, because she doesn't have to take care of you. Like I, like when I was like six, uh, all the way up to like my teenagers, it's like, if I just jumped off this thing, or I just went in front of this car, or if I just ended my life, she would have one less mouth to feed, she would just be fine. And I could just not feel anything. And no child should ever feel that way. But when I was getting in my teenage years and I wanted to be a comedian and I started writing jokes and all that stuff, when I was, I was like, no, I want to be something. I want to be on that stage. Other people feel this hurt. And I was like, I can be something. I can be someone. And just like Tracy Chaplin, I could be someone. <laughs> you had a fast car. <laughs> That's it. I got a ticket to anywhere. <laughs> yeah, if we stay here, we're just going to. Yeah. yeah be here forever yeah. and do the same old like, i can't remember mm. the exact lyric but yeah like that's a heartbreaking song too yeah. i know if we we have to leave today or we're gonna yeah, stay we, here and yeah. die this way yeah and that's how i felt like if i yeah, li that, li what is it live leave today or live and die this way yeah exactly yeah. and i'm like if i listened to her and took her word as gospel i would be I would be dead because <laughs> I, mm. I, I would have hated myself so much because that's how I was yeah. taught to think, you know, it's the but only that, reason know, I, I'm sorry. The only reason I got out of that way of thinking really is because I know a lot of people think this is a big, huge controversial topic, but 
the works of like Jordan Peterson, you know, or Thomas Sowell or all that, the, those people help me think a different way about my life and how to live and how to like observe the world. And I'm like, I'm so grateful. Uh, that's why they call them daddy, <laughs> like uh, daddy Kermit. <laughs> Cause he sounds like Kermit. They call him oh, okay. daddy Kermit because Jordan <laughs> Peterson is the father of every single parent. Uh, so, yeah. Single parent to the kids who need a father. Oh. And so they call him daddy Kermit because he tells you the stuff that your parent, your father you. is supposed to tell you and about how the world is, how you're supposed to groom a child to be a good person. That's what he's telling you. And that's what I missed. And yeah. that's what I needed. And I I don't care about the politics of what he said about, you know, Mm. um, because what he said was like, I'm not going to call people 72 different pronouns. I'm like, nobody is. Is anybody (laughs) doing that? No, no one. (laughs) No one has a laundry list of like, okay, uh, Foxkin, (laughs) Pencilkin. No one's doing that. Mm. You know, if you want to be called a certain pronoun, you tell the person what pronoun, you know, that's all. Mm -hmm. And that's what he would have done. Yeah. Yeah. He just said like, don't um uh what is that uh called uh um don't police my speech but yeah. we have the human rights tribunal which polices speech so. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it's all a thing i know for like for myself like i've um around the same time that i started comedy I also started seeing a therapist like because mm-hmm. i was dealing with a lot of grief and like grief through death, grief through loss, yeah. like a lot of stuff. And so I, I talk to her um, monthly now, like the, in the beginning, I went every week, I went like yeah. twice a week at the very beginning, and then weekly and now monthly. Um, but she said something to me that I found was very profound. Um, and I'm going to say it to you. Mm-hmm. And you've, you're already doing this. And I want to do this for you as well that uh, she said, it's like whenever I would talk about something that like happened to me as a kid or something like due to like the mental illness and stuff and I felt scared and nobody knew um, what was what was happening. And she was like, well, what did you need at that? What did like, what did you need at that moment? Um, and I would say, well, I wish that this could have happened. I wish, you know, people understood, you know, that I couldn't help it. And or whatever it was. And she said, be the person that little girl needed at that time. So I say that to myself. I'm Mm -hmm. saying that to you. I will be that for you, you know, and I'm going to (laughs) cry. I know. (laughs) I I say that, I I say that to myself, like whenever I, Mm -hmm. you know, dealing with like isolation and stuff, like I say that to myself for comfort. I will say that to you and I will be that for you. Okay. So I'll be the voice. I'll, I'll say the words and, and give you the, give you what you needed. As a a little kid. Just like, I'm like, I have this like wolfing. It's like, I'm so flushed right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So I will. It's a, I never had someone say that to me. Thank you. Well, I'm saying that to you and, and I mean, I mean it, you know, you, you try to be so independent your whole life. Like, yeah, you're just gonna, the thing is another thing that I, I that it, it makes more sense every time I, like I come across, like say a difficult person or someone who's rude to me or whatever. It's like, I think hurt people hurt people, you know, oh, yeah. and you know, yeah, so-and-so is being like a massive bitch or a massive asshole to me. I don't know what's going on in their life. I don't know what's, you know, I'm only seeing this. I don't know what happened an hour before or 10 minutes before they encountered me. So it's like, I always try to, mind you, there are people I just don't like. Okay. <laughs> just we're allowed to say, not like We're allowed people. to, lo- just like how people, not everyone likes me. I'm, I don't have to like everyone. Exactly. You know, we don't have to. We do need to treat each other with respect, with a oh, yes. with a with a degree of respect. But you don't have to like everyone. Um, but what I try to do is like approach everyone with kindness. 
you know? So it's like, if I'm in the, you know, I'm at the store, hi, how are you? I'm not a chatty, chatty type of person anyway, but I try to be nice. Mm-hmm. I try to be pleasant, you know, because it's like, I don't know what this person is dealing with, you know, like this person is like very surly or quiet or whatever. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what they're thinking about. They probably have, they, they I'm not, I'm not going to say like, oh, this person is just an, a nasty person. I don't know you. I don't know what's going on in your life and you're probably having a, a rough day. So I try to approach everyone with kindness, you that's, know, that's, a, that's to, how I, it's supposed to be. I, I, that's, I try, I try to do that, you know, yeah. but. I find there's those people that in a room, they'll see somebody who's not smiling, just like that security guard that attacked you that they're like, well, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to make their day. And it's like, Ooh. <laughs> maybe tone it down to a three. Yeah. Well, you know what happened to me? And the same, the same thing where somebody's like, so my father, like when, when my father died in, at the end of July, the July 28th of 2014, and I went back to work, like I was, I went to Montreal, I was in Montreal for about a month and I came back to Toronto. So my first day back at work was right after Labor Day. And like my parents' anniversary always fell around Labor Day because it was September 2nd was their anniversary. So this was like the first the first of the first, the year of first, right? So um, I think the second had been like over the weekend. I think it was like actually Labor Day. And so the Tuesday, I'm going back to work and I had to get a blood test. So I stopped at a clinic on my way to work. So like, it's early. Yeah. Like I'm a friendly person, but like, don't be all chipper in my face at like 6.30 in the morning. I can't, I can't deal with that shit. But <laughs> so... So, you know, I'm there, I'm waiting. My number gets called and this like really chipper nurse. He's like, hi. I'm like, hi, how are you? He's like, I'm fine. How are you? And I'm like, I'm, I'm okay. I feel like I'm okay or I'm fine. So yeah. as we're walking, he's like, you're just fine. I'm like, yeah, I'm just fine. That's where the, that's where the question should have, it, it should have ended there. I'm like, yeah. yeah, I'm just fine. And he's, so he's like, oh. And so we're in the room. He's putting, he's like, why are you just fine? And actually, no, he did something else before. And I was like, like, what did you do this week? And I was like, I didn't do very much, you know. Um, and so he's like tying the tourniquet on my arm to take my blood. And he's like, why are you just fine? It was a beautiful weekend. Da, 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 da. And I just, I, I played the dead parent card. I said, my father died. And this is, a, it was their anniversary yesterday. And it's the first of the year of firsts. I just said it because I was like, you need to shut the fuck up right now. Yeah. You know, and he was like, he's like, I'm very sorry. And he didn't say another word, you know, but I was like, I shouldn't have had to, yeah. I shouldn't have had to be like, it's like, read the room. Yeah. It's like, read you asked room. me how I was, read the room. I, he asked me how I was doing. I said, I'm fine. That's it. I don't know you. You don't need to pry deeper. Like, why are you, why am I just fine? Yeah. So I was like, my father died. <laughs> sort of thing it's like it was their anniversary yesterday like it would have people... been 49 years and he was like and he didn't say anything again and it's like I shouldn't have had to slap you down like that exactly I shouldn't have had to slap you down like that some but people just don't answered. know how to uh yeah. read people's because they think they're people some people feel they, think they're they have to they think they're helping and also feel like they need to control every situation they're in because like you have to be happy all the time. Yeah. And it's like, no, you don't. Exactly. That's like, not normal. If you're whole... happy all the time, oh, that's not normal. No, <laughs> like you're like, drunk or you're um, high. I just, I just say positive <laughs> things, only think positive things. I just want to be positive. Yeah. Positive but if you think like that all the time, the slightest thing <laughs> is going to destroy you. Exactly. We're not supposed to be happy all the time. We're people with feelings. So So sometimes you feel good. Sometimes you feel bad. People like me, unmedicated, have these like manic moments and and stuff like that. We're not talking about that. We're talking about like the the regular spectrum of Mm -hmm. feelings and emotion. You're not supposed to be happy all the time, nor are you supposed to be sad all the time. 
Yeah, you're supposed to have a balance. Yeah, there's supposed to be a balance that, yeah, good things happen, bad things happen. You feel good, you feel bad, whatever, you know? And it's like the thing is, you. Yeah, he says yeah. He, when he does comedy, he takes people on a ride. Yeah. And I feel sad for a second, but I'm laughing another. He, that's yeah, exactly. He and that's, that's, that's normal. Like feeling all like different emotions. Like you can't just be happy all the time and like yeah. just pushing away negative feelings because that's not realistic. You're not facing anything. You're not dealing with anything. You're not feeling anything. If you're like, I'm just going to be positive all the time. No, you can't. Um, setting yourself up (laughs) I did want to elaborate real quick on uh, when you were saying you went into therapy yeah I uh, I've been in therapy um, I remember the first day with the therapist when I was like 10 I uh, I choked a girl out at a bus stop I can't even remember why but um, I had I had had an anger problem very big anger problem still have an anger problem (laughs) And uh, uh, my mom hated the fact that the school was putting me into therapy because she was like, no, right? Yeah, she's totally anti-therapy. Yeah, yeah, anti-therapy. And he and uh, going in there, thankfully, I was in school so long because I have therapy so long. Like I was always in therapy in every single grade all like miss niles come to the office i knew i was going for my therapy it was just constant therapy and uh when i got out of school uh i didn't have therapy and i had a huge i I was on the streets and um then i got with my ex-husband and uh flash forward when i uh, uh went back into my culture um then i was getting healing healing therapy and that's a whole lot different than a school counselor taking you away for an 20 hour. to 30 yeah. minutes for an hour a day. Um, and uh, it helped me um, with the, cause I'm not, uh, I was always an atheist, you know, and then now I'm more of, um, I guess the agnostic, but more, I'm just like. Are you more spiritual? I, I would love to say spiritual. But there's this weird connotation with spirit saying you're spiritual. Like people are like, well, you know what? People Crystals. roll their eyes at it. Yeah, people roll their eyes at everything. Fuck it. I'm yeah. spiritual. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm a heathen according to my mother. <laughs> like holy water burns my skin. <laughs> that's it. And uh, I get a lot of healing. Uh, through spiritual for because uh, I get uh, so I was uh, with uh, the Wabano Center. I do I did um, uh, early childhood trauma therapy. Oh my god! And just like that little girl, like she kept telling me um, almost the same thing that she told you. Where it's like, what did that child need? What would you do for? It? She's just like, you need to talk to that child. And I'm like, I am that child. I feel like I'm still that child inside of me, reactionary, angry, sad, wants love. It's like I can't separate myself from the child when I try to envision the child. I just see grown up Janelle just, you know, and it's 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 something everyone has to experience, like uh, childhood therapy when you've had trauma, because it really makes you 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 think. what, uh, how you were neglected in what way and I, I, I'm not really good with words <laughs> on the spot but um, uh, she she uh, brought me because it was so strong that she had to bring me to a, a, a somatic therapist for my body how my body reacted to trauma oh. because it was just she could see me like, just yeah yeah tensing up and because I'm always so tense always but when I talked about my childhood like people are like oh you get excited when you talk about it and it's not exciting it's a yeah, fight it's a or physical fight. reaction that you're yeah, having yeah. yeah my my body is just going into emergency mode yeah the it's cortisol levels to that are fight or flight yeah because as I'm speaking about my past or speaking about my trauma it's coming back and people are like, yeah. and, the, and there's this thing, hey, maybe if you experience your trauma, like, you know, 
people are like, oh, you need to, if you're scared of snakes, you have to kind of learn to pet a snake. You see, <laughs> never. No, that's I'm bullshit. Like, <laughs> I am terrified of snakes. I don't need to, to I don't need to be exactly. healed from that. I don't. My biggest, uh, my biggest, <laughs> like my kryptonite is an older woman yelling at me. Ah. It is, it's my kryptonite. If an older woman is yelling at me, I just, I just fuck like as a security guard, older man, men that I'm just stone face. You got to leave, sir. Kind of thing. Yeah. Woman buckle. just buckle. Really? That's it's the trauma. It's the, yeah, it's, it's, it's completely oh triggered. And so that's my kryptonite at two and a half hours in. If you can, <laughs> you, got, you know, Janelle's weakness. There's an angry woman screaming at her and just like mentioning every single tick I have when someone gets my, oh, your eyebrows, oh, you're shaking or on and on. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like my eyebrows, apparently my eyebrows are the windows to my soul because they know when I'm lying and they know when I'm like, oh, geez. And to be like scrutinized like that, that's stressful. Oh, for sure. That's stressful. uh, so this might get me arrested but (laughs) if you're gonna say you killed someone I don't want to know that's not it um I was so angry and angry with my mom that I'm like I just want to put her in a chair duct tape her to the chair gag her mouth and tell her how I feel Mm. if she opens her mouth and tries to rebut anything I say because she always pretends that everything that ever happened never happened Mm. it's just going to make me crumble I need her to listen how she made me feel but uh, my therapist says no you don't (laughs) and then I'm like no I don't yeah but that part of me you think it's going to make you feel better Yeah. yeah because you know who actually did that Ed Kemper Ed Kemper? Why does that sound familiar? He was um, the serial killer that cut off his mom's head. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. He put her head when he uh, took it off, put it on the top of the fire and yelled at it for hours. Everything he ever wanted to say without her talking back. Because she was dead. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, shit. Is this because people people are like you need to be better parents because you're raising serial killers (laughs) i'm like because i'm like how could i had that thought not that you think about it yeah like with the thousand like the hundred thousand hours of at least of Mm -hmm. true crime documentaries that i've watched you know, documentaries about serial killers, it all stems back to childhood. And it's usually something with their mother. Yep. Their mother did something that they perceived as heinous. And that like propelled some hatred towards women. And then their victims all look like their mother. (laughs) Or said something or acted. Yeah. Uh, a, A mother that humiliates her son has like ruined that boy for life. Yeah. You humiliate or humiliate, because believe me, there was no cameras when I was a kid, and she caused scenes everywhere. She would be the face of angry black woman on YouTube if there was a camera, because she would just went off on cashiers, bus drivers, just random strangers in public who looked at her wrong. It was a constant. Like I was so embarrassed as a child and humiliated. And how she would talk to me in public and how she talked to like people just it was like this is not how you interact with people like i get it she was a young mother she was always worried how people were looking at her having so how many yeah, kids and being that's so insecurity young. And, oh yeah yeah and i remember one day i was 14 years old and me and my mom were walking down the street and we both had matching clothes on i thought it was kind of cute like blue jeans black top you know i was like hey cute we look the same you know And then, uh, but I didn't have that. I I only have that reflecting, but uh, I remember us walking down the street and I just wanted to hold my mom's hand because it was the nice time. We were having a great time and she slapped my hand away. She's like, I don't want to look like a fucking dyke. And I'm like, I'm like, and it's not the first time I heard my mom say that about me, about like, we were playing pool once and she's like, oh, those guys think we're fucking lesbians. And I'm like, like why do you 
why do why why are you thinking that <laughs> yeah. I just want to hold your hand yeah. mom I just want to like it's 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 how like those insecurities that mothers have roll onto their children because I have insecurity like I, I thought for the longest time because I was so butch that guys aren't like I like oh I should be a little bit more feminine and my mom also said that you need to wear heels you need to wear dresses because you know and then she then it got in my it's like they 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 plant a seed and that seed grows and it's it's up to you if you want to water it but it's hard yeah because at one point they stop and then you just take over exactly you know because I I've been in the grocery store where I want to flip off on someone doing some minor thing and then I'm like shh Janelle shh you're not your mom you're not your mom you're not and just push it down and it's it's like I can walk out of this (laughs) out of the store I can come back to the store I (laughs) I haven't been banned (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and a problem in my family is they're so traumatized my aunts and my uncles they traumatize their kids yeah no one talks about it and they traumatize their kids and then their kids do the exact same and it just rolls over and I'm like how are you putting a stop to this if you're just no one's getting therapy everybody's on welfare nobody wants to do nothing everybody's hate big pharma nobody wants to take medication you know it's just like Mm -hmm. I'm like a biggest part of my thing is like don't no just don't have any kids because I, I see the pattern as soon as you have kids and your mind's not right you're done yeah. you just give up oh I, I was a mother I'm I'm sanctimonious I'm all powerful or I'm I I did my job in the world I had kids I'm done I'm like yeah like yeah. as soon as they have kids they think well, okay that's it I'm good because the thing is I like I don't have I don't, I'm not a parent. I, I have cats. <laughs> I don't have kids. Um, but I know with healthy people, like mentally healthy people, when they have kids, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And your whole, it's a whole shift to your life. Like your whole lifestyle changes, your whole world changes. So if you're already not healthy, if you're already not mentally healthy, and then this big disruption comes in. It's chaos. It's it, chaos. It, and then on top of it, you're you're unhealthy. You're mentally unhealthy, and you're doing it alone. Yeah. Or you have multiple children. You know, like that's a lot of stress. That's a lot of pressure. You know. I know. And then the, that's so like they only can focus on one thing: is raising their kids, but they they don't because. Yeah. Not, 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 not speaking for everybody. I'm just speaking on personal experience. Mm-hmm. Like you're supposed to rate, like they'll make sure there's a roof over their head that there there's food, somewhat food in the fridge, you know, but they'll always have a joint in the hand or always a bottle in their hand. You know, they always, you know, got something to dumb down the, the guilt or the regret that they have. Like that's why there's lots of substance abuse and the baby mama projects and stuff. And, um, but when somebody has a kid and they're mentally stable, it's hard and they grow and they mature and they get that better job. They get that promotion. They get that education to provide for their children to yeah, have a Because they know life. it's more than just providing yeah. food and shelter. Like, exactly. It's, it's, it's more than that. It's because yeah, their spirit, their, their brain, their, yeah. Yeah, and they've seen that from their family because their family both had the mother and father in their household and saw how hard they both worked. It's like, I know I know, not everybody picks their parents <laughs> and moms don't always pick the best guy to have, you know, but there's lots of single moms out there that have relationships with men that aren't their kid's dad, you know? Yeah. But... That it's, or they have relation. Work. They're not together, but they have a working relationship yeah. with their children's father. I, cur- like, I currently live yeah. with two guys doing that right now who see their kids every now and then. And it's like, I see that and it like makes me want to cry because I'm like, they, they're 
sorry, they're doing what I wished my dad did, but who's out of the picture? But seeing a grown man love his son or his it's, yeah, like it, I'm sorry, I'm at a loss for words. It's just it's it's beautiful. And people are like, well, you have to just be there for your kids. Yeah. But somebody who doesn't never like, like we, that it's almost. Somebody who's had that doesn't understand someone who doesn't, who didn't have that. You know, somebody who, who, yeah. It's it's uh, beautiful. It's, it's, it's something that I have. I just, uh, I hope one day, like my twin sister and her boyfriend can have like a child and have that loving connection. But unfortunately, the women in our family, every time you have a kid, the guy just disappears. Mm. (laughs) Oh, sorry. See, this is another thing of trauma. You laugh after you say something traumatic. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, apparently we go crazy. (laughs) The hormones when we get pregnant. <laughs> the guys were like, oh, hell no. And then they did. <laughs> and they have like that roadrunner strike with the fire. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> A human shaped hole in the wall. <laughs> yeah. You loved her because she was crazy and great at sex. But after. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I got it got way too emotional there. Okay. For a no <sighs> But um, no I'm very thankful that there's men like that in the world that might yeah. not be with their uh, women or uh, are with the women, but don't live in the same house, but still care for their children. Oh, yeah. it's beautiful. It just makes, it, it just makes me feel so, it gives me faith in humanity. And you know what? They're not white. It's not a, mm. you know, it's not a, oh, of course. No, that's not a, that's not a yeah. white thing. That's just, that's exactly. a universal thing. Yeah, that's, mom. It's not a that's white not, thing. It's, it's not, not a white yeah. thing. That's a good parenting thing. That's a, yeah. it's, I don't you, know, that's a do the right know? thing thing. Like that yeah. doesn't have a race or a culture attached to it. You know, did you know that 74% of black uh, women in the States are single mothers? Yeah, I, I did read that stat. I did read something like that before. That's crazy. It is. It is. And this whole, I can do it on my own. I don't need no man. That needs to die. Yeah. It needs to die. But the thing is, you may not need a man, but you need support. Yeah. And support doesn't have to come. It doesn't have to be from a man. Yeah. It can be another woman or another another woman, a sibling, a friend, a trusted friend. Like it doesn't have to be I don't want to sound like I'm dissing men I'm not dissing men at all of course it's just so there needs to be another set of uh another person because when there's only one tyrannical person in the house then the kid does not but if there's another person in that kid's life they'll be able to get a different way yeah of viewing the world or seeing or hear or learning and that and even like I came from I came from a, a, a stable, healthy home, and I'm grateful for that. But even in my stable, healthy home, like I remember my mom, I, I don't, she probably had the same uh, conversation with my sister, but I remember at a young age, she was like, you know, you can, you can pick someone that if there's something that you don't want to tell me, that you can go and tell this person. You can go and talk to this person. And if, and if they feel that, you know, you're in danger or like, you know, they'll come and tell us, but if it's just something you need to get off your chest and you're not in danger or nobody's hurting you or anything, you know, they're not going to come and tell me. So if there's something that you, you don't feel comfortable telling me or telling dad for whatever reason, you can have someone. That's so that sweet. You can go to, you know, because also my parents were teachers. They saw, yeah, they, they saw a lot of kids like you. You know what I mean? They saw, they saw that. Yeah. Lots of my teachers were all my confidants. Yeah. 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 And I know my parents were as teachers were that for, for, for 
like generations Thank of kids. God for teach. I'm I'm grateful for the parents that I had. I'm actually thinking of a bit right now because it, it's kind of what I did was when I go over to my friend's house who lived in a nice conservative house. Like it's like I go over for dinner just to get some parenting, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just get some life advice from you. Exactly. We had a we had a childhood friend who lived. Uh, did she live on the? She she lived a few houses down from us, and like had a difficult thing at home and she'd always come to our house mm -hmm. you know to play at the time we didn't my sister and I didn't know we didn't understand mm -hmm. but like years later we realized oh wow you know there was a lot going on in her house and she needed an escape so she came to our house yeah, you know this is this is this stuff that we're talking about in the last two and a half hours <laughs> this is what I want to bring to the stage I think I have something that people aren't aware uh, like they understand that there's poverty and that there's the ghettos and stuff especially in Ottawa and whatever have you but for to someone to like crawl out of it and give you a different perspective yeah. that like yeah. I don't want to be like oh I'm just a victim I'm just you know I'm the, 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 that's not what I'm trying to say what I'm trying to say is that there's a there's a flaw in the system and we can do better we can be better yeah but we have to start in the home yeah because if we don't start in the home first it's because it's not so the teacher's job it's exactly not the teacher's job there's yeah. certain things that the teacher's not your babysitter yeah exactly the teacher's not your therapist the teacher's there's not... certain basic things that you should be able to do when you get to school yeah you and know? I went to school I went to school a half hour and a half early and I would sit outside until those doors open just so I didn't have to be awake when my mom woke up, mm. you know, I just would just leave. And then I would, yeah. when I got home, right to bed. Wow. And I right to bed. And then I just did that every day because I didn't want to hear the slam. Oh. Sorry. That's I didn't want to hear the slamming of uh, dishes. I didn't want to hear her screaming at my sisters i didn't want to hear i just want peace just yeah want peace someone's trying to call me <laughs> yeah. i know I, I know i'm the best woman and i'm so amazing ah is it the tits no, it's, just... <laughs> it's the tits <laughs> <laughs> but like richard Pryor was raised in a brothel and he took that and brought it to the stage and yeah I know that there's some people who felt, why are you telling your parents business? Yeah. Why are you saying shit? Why are you bringing up the past? Why are you doing that? And I'm like, I need to get over that hump so I can start because that's, it's already hitting me right now. Yeah. Like, my mom's already writing shit down. She's probably watching this on her son, like <laughs> incognito. Uh, then I'm going to make sure that uh, Montel knows this. Uh, Ricky Lake. Is Ricky Lake still up? <laughs> my daughter embarrassed me on national TV. <laughs> my experience. You know, too. Yeah. I'm just saying. And yeah. <laughs> But um, I think we need to wrap this up because I need okay. to go to bed. <laughs> okay. So let, let's, let's uh, a little levity. Do you sure. want to, do you want to do the question thing? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I know your first, the first number is 14. Yes. That's my favorite number. That's your favorite number. Okay. So number 14, the question is, what is the dumbest way you've been injured? <laughs> oh my God. So I'm I have, like, where do I start? No, no, no. <laughs> I have a Sailor Moon scar. It's like okay. a crescent moon. It's a Sailor Moon scar. You really have to look up close because it happened when I was 12. Um, I was told to get something at the top of a shelf and I grabbed it, but it, uh, <laughs> an iron fell off the shelf and hit me. And cut the crescent moon. And it was dumb because I I have a habit of just like grabbing stuff without looking. Oh god. 
<laughs> and I looked back just as it's falling. As it's, you just saw it going at your face. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. That's the dumbest way I got her because I wasn't paying attention. Oh my God. <laughs> and I tell myself that too. It's like, don't just try to grab things without looking. Like, yeah. look, have intent. <laughs> have intent when you're. <laughs> okay, pick another number. But, um, 51. 51? All right. <laughs> What's the most money you've ever drunkenly spent at McDonald's? <laughs> I think $44. <laughs> I bought food for my friends that were... Oh, okay. <laughs> But like no food for you, like that you oh, for consume that you yeah for you. Like you're drunk and you're like I I need I need junk food, and you either went into a McDonald's or you Uber eated. You did an Uber uh, eats Uber at McDonald's. Eats, Uber eats. Oh yeah, that was like <laughs> today. No, I'm just uh, I would think around thirty bucks at least, at least thirty dollars. Okay. Yeah, because I spend like forty dollars on sushi all the time. Okay. <laughs> so it's not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> uh, sushi that's another thing i miss okay let's do one last question okay 33 33 okay if you could have a celebrity as your bff who would it be simon Pegg. oh hot fuzz yeah <laughs> i find he would be like a great friend to have <laughs> for sure um cool. i love all his works and i think he's like a he's, he's very like he's 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 not the same character he plays but he's he's still really chill and mm -hmm. i think we'd like really connect that's cool and a that's friend a level answer. platonic only <laughs> my yeah, boyfriend no funny stuff yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, this was a wonderful, insightful. Thank you. We felt everything. We went there. Mm -hmm. Conversation. Thank you for being so open. Thank, Thank you, you for being so vulnerable and sharing. And in five us. years, if anyone is <laughs> trying to find anything, <laughs> everything I said was a lie. No, <laughs> is there anything you would like to promote or let let our let uh, our listeners um, and viewers sure. know I'm, about? Um, I'm, uh, I'm nominated for Faces Magazine Ottawa. I got three more days to vote for me under comedian. Just my uh, Facebook post is public. Uh, if you can find the link, vote for Janelle under comedian for Faces Magazine Ottawa for 2021. And um, uh, also uh, keep watching uh, uh, this podcast. I forgot what it was called. Shooting the Breeze. Shooting the Breeze. Shooting the Breeze. <laughs> Sorry, I remembered it as soon as I said I forgot it. <laughs> Even the breeze with Simone. She's amazing. I love this woman and I will put her in my will. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't lord anything over you. There ever. you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much. No worries. And uh, thank you listeners and viewers and have a great time. I'll see you next time. Bye.